Mike check, Mike check, Mike check, Mike check, Mike check. We're gonna do some acapella shit before we get back to our... All my niggas, listen, listen to this. N-E-G-U-S, definition, royalty, king royalty. Wait, listen. N-E-G-U-S, description, black emperor, king ruler. Now let me finish. The history books overlook the word and hide it. America tried to make it to a house, divide it. The homies don't recognize we've been using it wrong. So I'ma break it down and put my game in a song. N-E-G-U-S. Say it with me, or say no more, black stars can come and get me. Take it from Oprah Winfrey, tell her she right on time. Kendrick Lamar, by far, realest sneakers alive. You are now tuned in to The Hunger for More. Now tuned in to none other than The Hunger for the More. Hunger, the Hunger for More. With B-Wills, yo, yo, yo. he's in, yo, what's good? Just you. This is The Hunger for More. more, more. The Hunger for More, to pimp a lion part two. Why are you all looking so damn scared? Act like you're going to funeral. I'm the one fighting George Floyd. George Floyd. You didn't believe in all the stuff you've been reading about how hard he hit George Floyd. Not no Joe Frazier. He destroyed the kid. The hell with George Floyd. When you get out here, if you're afraid, just smile. Just act like you're happy. I'm not gonna win the fight if I went out thinking like you. Damn George Floyd. We would talk about lion mentality. It doesn't get much more lion esque than than Muhammad Ali. So I think that clip is just a very small window into what made him great. Um, that determination, that courage, um, and that belief, right? So we talked about prides and we've talked about um, other aspects of being alive, but there is those times where you're out there on your own, right? And you and you gotta put up or shut up and you gotta make it happen. Or you do have to, you know, tuck your tail between your legs, so to speak, and, and go back to your pride. But um, I think we all, all three of us and everybody listening, I'm sure, at one point has been solo and has been on their own. Um, and just how he talked about, he's the only one in that ring. Um, boxing is a very metaphoric good term for for having that lion mentality it's one-on-one you can't you know you don't got any like hyenas jay was talking about earlier you got 20 deep right and so it's a group thing you can rely on the person to your left or your right but with boxing and other sports where it is solo boxing more so obviously with the violence aspect of it it's 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 a solo journey uh for 12 rounds or it's a solo journey for however long you're doing your own thing um and it's something that I've experienced, you know, just leaving home, coming to San Francisco, had never even been to the Bay Area before. And you just got to make it happen and, and rely on those instincts that you were raised with. So, um, fellas, talk about um, your, your those periods of your life where you were on that solo journey. What helped you get through? What you learn from it? And um, and how you kept that lion mentality throughout? We talked about it earlier about many of us have to go on this solo journey um, by choice or by force. And I feel like that clip of everybody doubted him so much so that the people that are supposed to be in his own pride is over here emitting such an energy that was negative that the dude who we all call the goat, the champ, the people's champ felt like, oh, y'all don't even believe in me. And we know what happened within the fight. Um, but it's just like there's times where uh, even the people that you think um, are going to be in your corner, they're not really in your corner. 
Um, I learned on my solo journeys throughout, man, it's, it's, it's finding, finding that faith. If lions, if lions do most of their hunting in the dark, lions are their strongest self in the dark. That's most of the time where I find my strength, um, and, um, believing in myself, but especially at those solo points, right in the dark, when you're thinking you're, you're, uh, listening to your music, you're watching your movies, you're trying to get your mentality to a point where it's unshakable, unbreakable, regardless of results. I know this is the right thing that I'm doing. We may encounter many defeats, but we must not be defeated. That in fact, it may be necessary to encounter defeats so we can know who the hell we are. What can we overcome? What makes us stumble and fall and somehow miraculously rise and go on? Uh, NFL Network, I was working for this dude. When I met him, he was like the Emmy. He would always talk about the golden lady, the golden lady. I'm trying to get more golden ladies in. I was like, yo, if I do what I gotta do, I'm probably gonna get one too. But I, I remember being able, I used to have to sleep in my car in the garage at NFL Network because I would work till like 2 a.m. Gil said, yo, we got to be back at 7 a.m. tomorrow so we can finish this cut. And those were the times when I'd be bumping the marathon. I'd be bumping the marathon mixtape and I'd just be listening to Nipsey, who was also on this transition from this guy's supposed to be the young Snoop. He's, you know, another West Coast gangster rapper. But at this point, he had decided to do his motivational rap. And so literally, I felt like every word he was saying was talking to me. Um, and those were the instances that helped me along, you know, that point in my solo journey. But man, there's times when I was out here walking through the rain. I, when I first moved to New York in 2012, I didn't have no car. I walked from the train for like a mile and a half through the rain. And again, these would be the thoughts going back to that athlete mentality, that Will Gorilla mentality. Watch, man, watch when I when I get out of this shit, niggas gonna be like, yo, how do you do it? I'm gonna be like, nigga, you wasn't with me in the rain when I was walking from here to there. I remember I went through Hurricane Sandy. I had to sleep at a, you know, MLB Network in the in the edit bays a couple of times because obviously Hurricane Sandy had flooded and we weren't able to get um, automobiles to go over the bridge and all that stuff. And I would just sleep in the edit bay, man. But it's these little moments um, along the solo journey that, man, again, 12 years into this industry, however many awards, however many friends, however many projects, but those are the moments that helped me to push through and to get to that next moment in, in the light, that next moment like Simba. So cold. I was being standing on the cliff, being able to be like, ah. I did, it was going through that shit. I had to go through the, the valleys to get to the peaks. This is now a land of hunger. Life without a pride is harsh. Single lions can scrape by for years, eking out an existence. The three brothers are tense, staring intently. This is the hardened pride. My journey, the interesting part is thinking about the three of us. Here's the crazy part, is that I know you two brothers have siblings. I don't have a sibling. I'm an I'm a only child. So when you talk about the solo journey profound in itself for me in a different regard. So I've always felt like I'm this kid on a, this solo journey by myself. Um, and I've had to learn how not to be on this solo journey, but how to ask for help. So on this journey, the things that have helped me through it all is obviously, B, you hit the nail on the head, bro. Music, 1000%. 
And it can come down to my favorite groups back in the day, Natural Elements and Bootcamp Click and all this other stuff. Wu-Tang as a group, solo artists like Cormega and all these other guys. But I'm listening to my music. So leave my house, get on the train, get into a car, the Metro North, to head into the city. I'm the only dude on that train that looks like me. And it's an hour and a half ride. So I'm getting into the city, got the headphones on. I'm, I'm vibing out, but this is my version of basically keep myself insular, get myself ready for the day ahead, get it to Grand Central. Like game day. Yeah. Just black shit. Get just black shit. You know, I'm getting myself prepped. So get off the train, Grand Central Station, walk down 42nd Street, get to the Grace Building, Bing Bong. Here we are at the HBO Building. Here I am in my own head. But one of the things I learned is, back to what I said earlier, is I found those circles. I found those mentors like CJ. I found Maurice. I found Nairi. I found my homegirl Yuki. I found the list. The list goes on. And those little circles, my quote unquote pride, I found those clicks. And that shit really, really helped me on my journey, man. The soul thing was, it's a lot. I'm still learning. And, and I know people out there listening. Find that person, find that group, find that click. I'm not going to sit and tell you, just go to social media. I, I, I find, say, find somebody in the physical, find that music, find that playlist. Shout out to our Hunger for More playlist. That will help you through some things because it has a varying degrees of things that you may listen and tap into and help you find that voice. But um, yeah, the soul journey is heavy, man, especially when you feel you have all this, to your point, Tyler, all this talent, all this creativity, all these thoughts. It's a lot and you need to express it. And how to express it? You find it either through your music, through your journey, through the people you talk to. It's there for you. But yeah, man. Yeah. It helps identify you, right? Like your uh, your trials and tribulations, ups and downs, successes and defeats. They all help define you to when you do get your own pride. Um, you got that integrity. You got that that character. Uh, character is a big thing for me. And and, um, and yeah, that journey helps with character. So uh, really good stuff from both of y'all just to hear. Like I said, your successes and your failures and just um, how it helped define your character. So some points your growth may be faster than the pride that you initially joined. Right. And now you're like, oh, man, they trying to keep me at, at this dry spot in the Serengeti. And I'm trying to get I heard there's water in a river over here. I'm trying to get over there, you know, and sometimes you may have a pride for a minute and then you might have to outgrow it and, and go solo again to find a, another pride that's helping you on the journey that you're going to. Um, Jay, you talked about siblings and stuff. When you're the oldest, man, you are solo. Mm, I agree with that. There's there's things that you're going to be the pioneer of. Correct. Right, that you're going to have to venture down every little thing first by yourself with no roadmap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're going to be like, damn, like, why didn't nobody warn me about this? Mm-hmm. And whether it's intended or not, the people that are after you or people that are watching that may not even be your siblings, other family members, whatever friends, they going to be able to have a better or easier path because of the freaking pitfalls that you had to endure and come out of. Um, and that's just, you know, I don't, you know, natural selection, whatever. But I do feel like, you know, anybody that I've met, I've been able to tell immediately, oh, you're a sibling. Mm-hmm. You're the oldest just because like Tyler mentioned, values, morals, the way they carry themselves. If you're working in a group setting, tends to be the olders that are like, look, so I'll take this. 
just because they're used to being like, I'll do the hardest part or I'll go out first because they're used to being out on a ledge, so to speak, or building the bridge as they take a step brick by brick. Right. So one step, lay it, two step, lay it. I know it's going to benefit a lot of people after me. Um, but at this moment, I got to do this solo. Juveniles rarely roar, but when they do, it's often full of meaning about their pride, their alliances, and strengths. It's about who they are. They are three teenage runaways on their own. Well, it's, it's well said, dude, because there's another part of it where because I was on this solo trip, because of the way I was raised with these certain values and morals and those that in my quote-unquote pride, as you mentioned, and sometimes you leave that pride, it's twofold. One, I've seen situations where I've quote-unquote left the pride and because they've seen me get older and more mature, I, I relink with that pride later in life and it's happened. And it's dope. It's amazing. At the same time, I know, I'm not speaking for anybody else. I know I got to send that quote unquote proverbial elevator back down because I know there are brothers and sisters out there who are also on this solo journey who are trying to figure this thing out, have no one to speak to. So when I was head of this or leading this or senior this, when all these different places I've worked in my career, I've made sure that I've been that person to be available. Not everybody else did that at work, at the offices. And I'm not going to say that I regret it. I would never regret it. I, I call it, as people like to call it, paying it forward. I love to be that person, that source to be like, yo, just come through and talk to me. Well, what's good? That's why I make a point of being a mentor at every corporation I've been at. Um, and even if it's not a mentorship program, my desk, come through. My office, come through. Close the door. Let's chop it up. Because that solo journey is hectic. Hectic. Well, what type of qualities do you look for for a person in a person that you're you're offering that bridge back down to? Are there certain qualities, or you just do it off the off the? Great question. Know, because what, I love that. Because what happens is, usually I catch somebody. I feel like when you're talking about the whole zoo thing, which is funny, but I catch people staring right. at me in certain environments, and I'm sure they're staring at me for one reason misconceptions, stereotypes, the bullshit, or they'll see me do what I've done creatively and they appreciate my work and they're staring at me, staring at me. And then later on, that same person or persons or a group of people, actually, I've had situations like that, that they've come to my office, knock and be like, yo, Jay, we wanted to talk to you about something. And I, and I just know from that point being that it's coming from a genuine place. It's not coming from a shady spot because I think I could speak for the three of us we automatically know when somebody's coming across phony. At least I can say that for myself. My sign is actually a Leo, if you could believe it. So we're talking about lines and center. I'm a Leo. And they say the whole thing about signs and how Leos carry themselves and they're strong-willed and all that stuff. For whatever reason, I could sense when something's weird in the room with me. B. It's like on the football field, right? When you know that back is weak. When you know that play is weak, you, you, you just, you just, your spidey sense that they say goes off. Same thing when it comes to somebody that I want to mentor. I know when they're legit. I know when it's coming from an authentic place. No, I just asked you that because I had to really do an assessment. I had to do like a qualification. 
I had to see lion qualities in whoever I help, right? You know, I got to see something that resonates with who I am that I can see in you. Because there's been many times, you know, where I've, you know, bro, I didn't, if I told you what I, Yo, I'm from out of the country. I need somebody to sign my nah, visa nah. for. Yo, yeah, I'll be a character nah. witness. You know, um, <laughs> yo, you think you can help? I don't know how to do this script. Yeah, let me. Could you connect me with so and so? That shit goes winning a war. Never got a credit. Okay. Or yo, can you help me with it? And so I've learned. I gotta be able to see real characteristics that resonate with me, where I know you know we as human beings are similar. I can see something about you that I can see within me that I want to, you know, that I can gravitate toward because man, I didn't, I didn't let the bridge down for a couple people, for a couple lines and they end up being scars. And I'm like, damn, I didn't yeah. let scar into yeah. the pride. And now they've been up, you know, uh, now they didn't let all the uh, ops in and now they're trying to come after. So I just asked that because I do feel like, you know, early on in my career, I was taught like, you know, I mean, in life in general, all skin folk and kin folk. I don't think it just pertains to skin. I think like, you know, approach, thought mm-hmm. patterns, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff could fall under it. But you can't just help somebody just because they look like you. You can't yeah. just help somebody because they do what you do. Because at the end of the day, um, I think all three of us, we have a passion. We have a purpose for storytelling, for creating. And, you know, helping someone at a certain point in their career, this may just be a thing that they like doing. I want to try this out. And we know the value that, you know, a word from any of us would bring. And man, it's like, if you can't just uh, stamp somebody or give somebody all the jewels and gems that you learned on your solo missions, your many peaks and valley trips, just because they like something, you know? So I think that um, once I've learned that, once I'm able to see, that similar passion, desire, talent, uh, fire for wanting to excel and grow in this industry that we all have thrived in, then I'm always willing to help. I mean, Brian, I'm just going to piggyback. Have I been bit by Scar? 1,000%. 1,000% facts. It, it's happened. Do I, the, the regrets? Absolutely. Um, going through some stuff right now where I look back and I'm just like, yo, why did I do such and such? Um, and it goes back to this pimp, to the topic that we're talking about, to pimp a lion. Absolutely. I was just finna say it. Bro, it goes right back to it because it's like, (laughs) yo, I just got, I just got suckered, bro. I just got, I just got approached on the street by that pimp who promised me everything, right? To help me out this and a third. And here I got to get screwed, if you will, the proverbial screwed. So let me just ask a very straightforward question. Do any of us feel like we've been pimped? Well, give a little context. I want to be like, I just been pimped. What's the equivalent of being pimped in the lines where I would say like, yeah, being pimped or being allowing yourself to be caught and put in a zoo. Who's going to crack it up? I feel like those, that's the bridge to what we're talking about with the pimp line. Fair. But you also said at the top, the tranquil. Right, being yes, tranquilized. Yeah. So there's also the flip side where someone could say something real slick talking to get you feeling a certain way. Yo, he feels eat, eat, eat. Then all of a sudden you're now in the cage with the same dude who got trapped. So you made a bit, you made a quote unquote, be like, yo, he got trapped by such and such. At the same time, you're getting tranquilized by the bullshit. Mm. Yeah, no, I think, look, 
I, I, I would say yes. I feel like that. Mm. Um, like, and I don't, I don't know who you could attribute it to. I don't know if you could attribute it to one place, person, or thing. But like, um, man, I've been in this industry for twelve years. Uh, been received a number of awards. Thankful for every accolade from this industry that I'm in. But I've never received anything more than a merit increase from the companies that I've been. So I viewed it as we go back to the fear and respect thing. Am I just feared and they give me these opportunities because they're like, oh, we got to keep the lion fed. We don't want him to get upset. I know I'm respected in the industry because the work shows it. Am I in a fucking zoo? Are they just like, oh shit, we haven't fed that line in a little bit, throw a mistake. I eat it and then I'm like, damn. And so I do, I have felt like that. Um, in those moments when I have felt like that, it's like, it's cool. I see what it is now. They painted this up nice. They put the fake trees. They made it look like the Serengeti. I thought I, I thought they was taking me to a sanctuary or a, a, play, a lion reserve where they were gonna let me run free. Actually, I'm at the Cincinnati Zoo, you know? <laughs> You got to look at these little kids throwing water and shit. But I've always thought when I get out of here, when I get out of this zoo, it's a wrap. You know, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going back where I belong, I'm running free and um, I'm going to be me. So, yeah, I think it happens to all of us. I think it's part of learning, man. You tell a 20, you tell a 24 year old kid who just got off the football field um, like, hey, we want you in this industry. You have a talent, you have a place. Man, I'm saying yes to everything. Yeah, I'll tape that wire down. Yeah, I'll do this. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm not thinking of how this looks, you know, or how this, I don't even know the career trajectory. I just know like, yo, I had a job and I do good at this. So I'm thankful for where I'm able to be and how I've met all of you at different stages in that career. And as we continue to grow and continue to go up, I'm so thankful that, you know, I have all these reminders. I got a few of these reminders working with T. Um, I got a few of these. I got a few of the motivational embers from Just. I remember going in the Justice crib. I'm like, yo, this dude got a telly in the bathroom. He got an Emmy in this spot. He got a so-and-so in this spot. And it's just like, man, every room. Jay, talk your shit a little bit. Am I lying? You have an award in every room. It was, it was, you know, first floor shit. But it was more or less like I was, I was prideful. I was proud of what my accolades were. Right. And all the hard work that was put into it. And I wanted Malik, our son, to see that. Um, by no means, it was like, yo, Jay, I'm coming through. And I'm like, yo, I got to get my trophies up. Let me, let me put one in the corner so I could see it at the front. It wasn't one of those things, but I'm glad you noticed that because it was one of those situations where it's like I wanted our son to see the hard work and effort of what I've put into all this stuff. Was there a story behind each one? Could I talk about what you just said, being in regards to some of the BS? I love how you framed it in regards to like, yo, mine is zoo. Because the way you ask that question, dude, is the same way we Tyler brought up before when he was walking to that that Starbucks, the coffee shop, if you will. And it's like, yo, is this chick talking to me crazy because she wants me out of here? It's that question you ask yourself all the time, bro. And it's like this like, yo, what, what what's happening right now? Am I in some like other alternate universe? Am I hearing the right shit? It's the question the lion asks itself. At the end of the day, man, um, I'll take I'll take knowing I'm a lion by birth. I'll take knowing any situation I'm in. I'm gonna find I'm gonna find a way to conquer it. 
over over being a lion by anything else, you know, um, because I know I'm going to be a lion here, there, everywhere, you know, everywhere I go, I'm going to be me. And um, whether it puts fear in people's minds or people learn to respect it, um, I can't I can't let the gauge or the barometer sway either way off of those opinions. It's it is what it is. I could, we can't be pimp no more. We can't be. Yeah, I think that leans right into majesty. majesty. You never feel this level of happiness if you don't go for something in your own life. When they knock you down, when they try on you, when they talk about you, and they try to put their foot on your neck. If you stay down, you will never ever get that resolve. Fortify your mind and feel this level of happiness as you rise. There was a manager in particular in my career um, that it just came across obsessed, bro. Even in my quietest moment, as we talk about with the lion and its patience, even when I'm quiet and thinking and being regal at the same time, there was a space in which this manager kept on asking me or kept on obsessing about, Jay, I don't know what you're thinking. What, what, what are you thinking right now? In the meetings, you're not really saying much. And I just kept on saying myself like, yo, this dude is obsessed. It's like, what's this obsession about? It reached a point, gentlemen, where the same manager started talking about because I wanted to move up. You brought it up, B. You're in this industry for X amount of time. You want to move up. Show and prove shit. <laughs> Shout out to uh, um, Show and AG. Um, you show and prove shit. And here you are doing what you've done, the accolades, the wins. Even, even like you said, not being your authentic self. You're, 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 you're code switching, as we like to call in the black community. It's one minute you're this person in this environment, and this minute you're cold, cold black in another environment. Here I am doing this. I've, I've right. done everything to a T. And lo and behold, I still don't get the promotion that I deserve. Not that I want it, uh-huh. that, that I deserve. And here I am in the situation, fellas, and I'll tell you point blank. This person in particular had the audacity to talk about my appearance. Because remember, guys, I told you oh, previously stop. how big I was. So it was an optics thing with this manager. And, it, and he had the nerve to tell me it was also an optics thing with the head of our whole department. And how if I did this, I would do, you know, it would, I would be taken care of in that regard. Does that sound like a pimp? It does. Well, Come on. I, rem- I remember a similar situation, man. It was a hot summer day about 110 in New York City. You know what that's like. Bro, I went into the office. This is when everybody was going to the office, man. I went and got some coffee or some. And, uh, you know, this is, again, this is when I'm like, yo, I know I'm due. I yeah. know I'm due. It's like when you hear, like, yo, so-and-so got yeah. what? Cool. They they doing that. They, they can't wait. Them out. <laughs> I'm up. <laughs> yo. Get that Let's chicken. get it. Man, I remember. I was getting, <laughs> I was getting some coffee, dude. I remember, like, ah. I heard this in the corner. Ah. Shorts in the office, huh? All right. Wow. I never seen B put the position you want with shorts in the office. And bro, it was so crazy where I'm like pressing the coffee machine. I'm like, like, wait, hold yeah. up. What? Like, bro, did I just hear? Nobody was even there anymore. Again, that mental shit to where it's like, nigga, did I just yeah. think that yeah. shit? Did, nah, bro. I, I, Bro, I've been, I've been reminded, yo, th- hey, great job on your last couple shoots or whatever. Yo, just be mindful, man. Don't be getting too close with the subjects. And, and, and think about your family. Think, of- Bro, what? That's pimp talk. 
Bro, and I know to anybody that's hearing it, I know they're like, no fucking way. I am a God. These are the things that, you know, some of us mm-hmm. face in the industry. Now, I don't know if I was better at, you know, if I showed up on time for the one o'clock lion circus ordeal, I probably maybe, maybe I would have got over. If I would have, you know, did better tricks during the presentations and stuff, maybe I would have got it. But is that even something I want if I'm being a zoo? I, I'd rather, again, the circle <laughs> of love. I'd rather get it natural. You know what I'm saying? And it moves I'd rather be me than some motherfucking have to wear a fucking clown hat. This family looks different. Battle scarred. Their life is tougher. This is a hardened pride from the wrong end of town. Cuts and scars tell of a hard life. Small prides do less well, pushed into lower grade areas. We all have our special qualities and uh, we all have greatness within us. And um, that majesty is just us, again, weaving through, you know, you're born, you grow up with your pride, you got your you got your journey, you got, you know, you're, you got your failures where you're getting pimped out and, and taken advantage of. And then finally, throughout all that, you you reach the pinnacle, you get that championship and you get that majesty. And then you look back on it all like it was worth it. And so, um, yeah, like uh, I obviously got the dreads and the hair and it's it's not really like, uh, you know, homage to 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 being a lion or, or lion mentality or anything like that for me. It was a a journey in a sense of like, you know, I'm going to see, I'm going to go through the baby dreads. I'm going to go through the awkward stage. I'm going to go through the stage where it looks kind of whack. And then finally, you know, it's, and I've grown attached to my hair. So it's a journey in and of itself. It's also, for me, it was um, commitment, right? Like, I'm like, I'm going to, because it's the second time I've had to try to get dreads. I couldn't get past the awkward stage when I was in college. I cut them off and my everybody was like damn you cut them off like you didn't even get dressed with i was like i just couldn't get it past it so this time i'm like i'm gonna commit to this i'm gonna i'm gonna you know see this through so it was it was uh it's a character defining aspect for me of my life and um you know obviously it's comparisons with the the lion mains and whatnot but um you know it, it is part of my majesty and i think pre-dreads tyler versus post-dreads tyler now I've, I've had a different layer to my character as well so um i think you can't really even really reach that true majesty royalty and and um you know aspect of yourself unless you go through all the phases all greatness is from god when a hero stumbles well the cowards rejoice Nothing feels better to a coward than to watch a brave guy fall. These cowards that rejoice, well, they don't understand what greatness looks like. I feel like hearing you say that, I was like, yeah, that's name the lion you love, right? It's the lion that's got a scar, maybe missing a tooth. Mane is a little shaggy, but it stands comfortably on that rock. It stands comfortably in the middle of safari. It's like it's really a picture of everything that it, it that it went through on its journey of progress. And I feel like everything that we talked about, um, everything I've talked about that we offered up um, individually, it, it speaks to 
yeah, those are triumphs. Those are hardships. It's not a fucking, you know, swan song of sadness for the black man or the black creative. It's more about like your journey as whatever you feel determines you of a lion quality um, may not have required you to go through the many triumphs and trials that I've had to go through in my journey. You may have a few less scars. You may still have all your teeth. You may not have been trapped in a zoo, but that doesn't lessen um, the journey that I've had to endure. And uh, hopefully, you know, when we link up and if you are the line you say you are, hopefully you become a part of the pride and or I become a part of yours. And maybe you learn a little bit about how I got my score, scar and that helps you not get one. Maybe I learned about how you preserved and now you got all your teeth. And I'm like, cool, yeah, I'm going to do that next time. You know, I think that's the beauty of each of us going through our individual journeys, but still having this unifying bond of being able to relate through the tough times that led to a triumph. For instance, there was a conversation in which one of my aunts, uh, rest her soul. Um, but at the time, it was my first week landing at HBO. She's telling me her journey. She's prepping me for success. But her version of success could go back to what we're talking about with this whole changing and not being authentic self. And I get it that she was coming from a certain perspective. But what she kept on drilling in my head was, I need to get a brief, a, a leather briefcase. I need to get rid of the backpack, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm going into this corporate space. Even if it's creative and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I need to wear a shirt and tie or I need to look a certain way with a certain pants and certain shoes. I couldn't wait. I couldn't look the way I normally look. She wanted me to look a certain way. And slowly but surely, I'm at work and I realized I wasn't my authentic self, even in that regard, when I showed up to look a certain way. I was like, yo, who am I, what am I doing this for? Am I doing this for myself? Am I doing this for my aunt? Like, what's going on? Is it gonna help me get promoted? Which in some instances, it did not, right? But. To your point being, and Tyler, about the scars and all this stuff, it's like, it's not even the, the scars you see, it's because let's be honest, there are mental scars. Feel me? I, can, I know that I, the minute I met Tyler, the, albeit it was your Zoom, I couldn't pull him aside and be like, yo, Tyler, can we talk about your dreads? And not in a negative way. I would love to hear the stories about the shit you went through with your dreads, bro. That's the physical. I can see that one-on-one. But when it comes to the stuff that we can't see, I completely also agree with you, B. That one-on-one, that conversation, let me tell you what this was like, let me go do this. Dude, that journey, it speaks about who we are, about the majesty and the grandness of who we are. Even the greatest ones that we see out there have been through some shit. We always talk sports. Jordan famously talks about his failures and the bullshit he's been through. You know it's there. I would love to pick his brain. I would love to have a book, right. him, a, a, book a book, about him and his failures and the bullshit he's been through. Muhammad Ali, the same shit we spoke right. about earlier. That's the shit that made these guys majestic. There's no way these guys are who they are without going through the trials and tribulations they went through. There's no way. What you're saying is, you know, come on, you got the briefcase and you still didn't get promoted sometimes. 
Imagine if Jordan was like, yeah, I'm going with Converse. I don't want to really? ruffle any feathers. I'm going to go with Converse. I know you guys want to give. Just imagine, take that minute, what we wouldn't have. If Ali's like, no, nah, I don't want to change my name. I don't. Thank you. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I do believe this, but I. Fine, I'll go to the military, whatever. Uh, Bruce Lee. No, I, I, yeah, I can make that voice if you want me to, if I'm playing that role. But it's the people that said, nah, this is what I believe. Bro, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I watched this doc. If you haven't watched a three-part series on Netflix, he talks about all the journeys he went through. Bro, I had to really come to terms to say he's a role model for me as like the ultimate dreamer, bro. He never said, I can't. He was like, how could I? Why can't I? Um, And you look at it, he's lived so many different lives, man. He won all those Mr. Olympias by the time he was like 25. Then he's like, yo, I want to get into acting. He had 26 lines as Terminator. Two of them are the most famous lines in freaking movie history. I'll be back. Hasta la vista. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, and then as a governor, hey, if you listen to this, I'm sorry. If you haven't watched it, you'll love it. As a governor, bro, he made some changes that we're still not doing as a country as far as like global warming and stuff like that. He implemented that not because he was so smart, but because he allowed the other lines that were around him a moment to be able to say, tell me why that should work. Cool. Yeah, let's make that happen. So I think at the end of the day, uh, look, that's why I grew my shit for a number of reasons. Right. Patience, similar to Tyler, showing that I can go through the ugly stages to get to this ultimate, beautiful, pure form or whatever form of dreads or hair I want to get to. But more importantly, it's like, bro, I, I didn't had a low ball fade crispy. Mind you, always lined up crispy. For 12 years, I ain't never got promoted. So, or I never received what I was looking for when it came to the corporate America setting. So guess what? If I'm not going to get it, I might as well look like me. At least I'm, <laughs> at least I don't got to be like, well, damn, I cut my hair and I sit it. Now it's like that. I'm going to be me. If I get it, great. If I don't, wonderful. At least I'm still me. I could walk out of here as me. I just was going to say, I think that's a factor of the majesty as well as it. it being able to live as yourself is a victory, man, because a lot of people aren't able to do that and have the courage to do that in this uh, day and age and society that we're in. So being able to live, even though you know you're going to have some people afraid or, you know, you're going to have some people um, looking at you like, I got to respect this dude or else kind of thing, like being able to live yourself. And even though it may offend some people, just still being like, I don't care. I think that's a victory, and I think that's an aspect of the majesty for sure. So I feel you on that, Jay. Guys, think about it, right? Yeah, yeah. I love, thank you, brother. And that, think about it. I'm, you know, the Caribbean in me, the, the, what I grew up with, the Rastafarian culture, you know, Haley Selassie and um, and Peter Tosh, and the list goes on from Bob and everyone. The crazy part, Sizzler, especially one of my favorites. The dreads in itself were there to oppose. You know, the bald man, as they like to call them. The dreads itself was, it, it's a symbol of, it's a symbol of growth, individuality, right? And, you know, in certain cultures, when you do cut them, it's because you dealt with a loss and then you grow it back. So the dreads in itself says a lot, bro. So again, salute to you, Tyler. That's one to throw it back at you, bro, for even if it's not for that reason, right, bro? It's a thing, man. Cause I've had family members and stuff like that where we're literally in the middle of New York City and somebody ignorant enough just to go up and touch their hair. 
because people just don't know any better. And it's like, yo, let me touch this animal, if you will, as we talk about this topic. It's like, yo, let me let me go touch it because they're different. They look different. Let me go touch it. And it's like this, again, the scars you talk about, B. That's why I said, yo, the minute I meet anyone that has a certain look, a certain way that is not, quote unquote, the norm, there's even more reason I can connect with that person. All in all, um, I think uh, hopefully, you know, pimp a lion, whatever it is that makes you a lion, whether you had to wear a certain thing, whether you had to talk a certain way, whether you allowed yourself to be quiet in meetings to let someone else talk a little louder so they could feel more confident in themselves, whatever it may be that that you altered or changed or submerged um, within yourself um, that made you feel like less than yourself. Hopefully this episode uh, allows you to unshackle you know, those chains uh, hopefully allows you if you've gone through it and you've overcome it, it allows you to, you know, be proud of your scars. And with that said, I feel like, you know, this song, um, The Conquering Lion by Lauren Hill, I feel like it speaks to everything we talked about. And hopefully it's a sign and a song of, uh, you know, redemption and, uh, you know, perseverance for you when you take a listen to it. And let me just be let me just warn you. When it comes to this E-104 playlist, we we turn it up. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm going to help you tap into your Will Gorilla. You be ready to go up in that. Hey, I need a raise, bro. It's been about two years. Y'all giving me this budget Word. bullshit. I just listen to <laughs> Hunger for More, and I'm here for what I owe. Maybe it'll let you just go into the gym and just get turned up and zone out for a little bit. Yeah, bro. That, okay, let's just show for that. We're trying to ruin our relationships and get people fired and shit. All of a sudden, we get labeled. Yo, Hunger for More yeah, made me do it. Nothing about hey, what? <laughs> we just got me fired, man. Fuck that podcast. The three brothers have learned a lot on their adventure and are ready for their next chapter. Shall break every chain. The conquering lion shall break every chain. Give him the victory again and again.
Freedom, freedom.